Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. The most recent spike in murders has confirmed Jamaica's place as a land of savagery. The hacking to death of four homeless persons on one weekend and the shooting death of a recently widowed woman as she sat praying during a worship service in church have brought the nation to a new low. It has forced us to confront the question of how can we recover the value of human life in this society? And how can we end this spate of savagely brutal murders? The story of brothers Cain and Abel from the Old Testament book of Genesis has useful insights to guide our thoughts in this reflection on where does murder come from? The story told from the book of Human Beginnings is of how in paradise, brothers Cain and Abel, one a livestock farmer and the other tilled the soil, went to the field together when Cain killed his brother Abel. In the story, there is nothing in their external circumstances that could be blamed and to which we can attribute the cause for the murder. The conditions were perfect. Both men were employed and fully and purposefully engaged and they were each reasonably successful. To find a reason for the crime, we have to look within them, in their hearts. This past week, it snowed heavily in the American state of Pennsylvania. A couple shoveled the snow from their driveway onto the place where their neighbor had just shoveled the snow to dig out his car from being buried under the snow. In the cold winter afternoon, a heated argument ensued between Nabal and the couple. After a short while, the neighbor went and got guns and came out guns blazing. He shot both the man and his wife to death. And when he had finished, he shot himself to death. The problem was not what they said to each other or even what they said about each other. The problem was what they told themselves about the other. It is first what we say to ourselves about the other. That is where murder begins. What we say to ourselves is the mens rea, the guilty mind, from which the actus rea, the guilty action, springs. This is what happened when Cain and Abel with Cain and Abel. Listen to the brief dialogue between Cain and God after Cain had killed his brother Abel. The Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. 
you are now under a curse and driven from the ground which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crop for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. It is not clear whether or not Cain envied the success of Abel or blamed Abel for his own failure. What we know is that Cain lured his brother into the field and attacked and killed him. It is clear that the problem was whatever Cain told himself about his brother Abel. Whatever Cain told himself was something that made it easier for Cain to forget that Abel was his brother. Whatever Cain told himself was something that made it easier to deny that he was his brother's keeper. To the very last, Cain showed concern only about the impact on himself, not the impact of what he had done to his brother. He has no comment to make about his brother's blood crying out to God from the ground that had opened to take it in. But Cain complained that others might take his life and that he would become a restless wanderer on the earth. The things that we tell ourselves about others and that lay the foundation for injury we do to them do not have to be the truth but they become the things that we convince ourselves that though they are untrue they are the only truth that matter the tragedy of cain and the murder of his brother abel and the harm that befell mm. his family ought to offer us warning about what we tell ourselves concerning each other Cain's circumstances were positive, but his end was tragic because of what he told himself about his brother. Here are the things, here are some things that we ought to watch for in what we tell ourselves about the other. First, we must be careful about the things we tell ourselves that minimize our connection with each other and that enable us to disconnect ourselves from each other. In general, we need to do more to strengthen the bonds between us, between kith and kin in this society. We have to acknowledge that a feature of our community is that the bonds within families, among neighbors, even among friends are weak and are very fragile. We are not sufficiently invested in these relationships. It does not take much to fracture these relationships. They go easily and are fragile and easily fractured. In other words, precisely because the bonds between and amongst us are so tenuous, we have to go to greater, greater lengths to, to build and deepen our relationships. We have to make more effort and do more to remind ourselves that we are brethren, that we are family, that we are friends, that we are neighbors. We should not allow things in our thoughts to make us drive wedges between each other so that we minimize our relationship and disconnect from one another. We can all come up with stories of being mistreated and injured by this person or that 
It is how we are socialized and how we think about these things. So we have to warn ourselves against those things that we tell ourselves that make us angry with each other, that make us hate each other, that make us fear each other. Anger, hate, and fear are matters of perspective. They depend on how we look at things. In other words, if we take the time to look at the same thing differently, what makes us cry in one moment will make us laugh in another. It is a matter of perspective. But I tell you something else. Anger and hate and fear are matters of practice and habit. Anger, hate and fear are habits that are learned by practice. It is amazing how much time people spend practicing the use of angry words and hate words and words that make us fearful. In the same way we practice angry words and hate words and words that make us afraid, we can counter those things and those habits by investing in kind words and gentle words. Maybe this is a good time to rethink how we feed our minds in social media and elsewhere. For some of these things do not help us see people in a positive light at all. And some of these things make us addicted to anger and hatred because they are the new habits that we have cultivated. When murder cases are tried in a court of law in order to secure a conviction, there are two elements, the guilty mind and the guilty action. We can work on our minds the thoughts we think and the words we use in order to build a bulwark of goodness in our minds. Among the rural peasantry of long ago Jamaica, parents used to insist that their children call each other brother and sister as a part of their names. It is something that we should cultivate once again so that we can remember to affirm our parents, to affirm our siblings, to affirm our spouses, to affirm our neighbors, and even to affirm our friends. Let us reject angry words of envy and hate from our vocabulary. The third lesson that we should warn ourselves against are those things that allow us to belittle and to dehumanize and to demonize other human beings. We live in communities in which certain people are not treated or regarded with the value they deserve. We talk down to some people, we call them names, and we deny them certain mm. rights and privileges. Many people operate with expanded categories of relationships that allow them to think of other human beings as lesser than and worse than and other than. Whether it is because of party politics or because of their religion or because of the social classes to which they belong. We make a space for ourselves to belittle other people and to talk down to other people and to use language about them as if they do not deserve to be treated as fully human beings. This is what 
Jesus spoke about in the Sermon on the Mount when he says whoever calls his brother a fool is guilty of hellfire. We concentrate on the violence of the murderers in our midst. We do not quickly notice how uncaring and uncompassionate and how patronizing we are as a society. We are not gentle and kind to certain categories of persons, to the disabled, to the poor. We body shame some people and use people's disability and victimhood to nickname them. We make it easy to mock and to dehumanize them. It is cruelty in day-to-day -day relationship that makes violence so second nature to people in this society. We make it okay for ourselves to belittle and to dehumanize mm. and to demonize people. Violence is an act of dehumanization. In order to mistreat people by our deeds, we have to first dehumanize them in our thoughts. You know where a lot of this is coming from in this society? It is that we spent a lot of our time learning how to have and how to possess and we spend less time learning how to be and how to become we tell ourselves that it is in our possessions and in the things we have accumulated that our humanity is to be found and it is not what we have but what we are that makes us human that is why we take away the rights of the people who have little because mm. we believe that because they have less, they are less. And they deserve to be treated less than others. And that is why material things take on this enormous importance to us. Because we believe that having is being. It is not. I think we have things upside down in this society. We love things and we use people rather than loving people and using things this is a good time to remember that we are brothers that we are sisters that we are neighbors that we are friends this is a good time to wean ourselves from the angry and hateful words we speak this is a good time to put a value on people as people to affirm each other and to set a watch before our lips so that we do not belittle or dehumanize or demonize people. Let us find the best in people and speak about that. If we can't say something good, let us say nothing. Let us remember that we are our brother's keepers. Amen.